remote people always feel like second-class citizens, really. And there's something about this psychology of this experience that is not right. And so we always thought, like, there must be a better way to do this. And so we started thinking, and I think it was great that we were problem insiders. We were experiencing the problem, but we were industry outsiders. And so existing expertise didn't constrain our thinking. This is the Future of Work, an original series from Better Product. I'm Megan, here to give you a quick snapshot into our latest installment. But before we jump in, if you want to get connected to other product experts, join our community, betterproduct.community. Dominic Zane, CEO of Around, grew up in Eastern Europe. So opportunities, talent, and entrepreneurs weren't really in his area. He had to find other ways to find them. So he used hybrid work models to look outside of his immediate area. Traditional old-world solutions were built to address one specific kind of problem, but the truth of hybrid work is that there's really no one-size-fits-all solution. We need a tech stack that addresses the different types of work that we're doing today. So sometimes that's in person, and sometimes it's not. Old tools didn't really consider the psychology of solutions they were building, the way it inherently changed the dynamics of a meeting. This is something that Dominic did consider when he started around. He saw that there were different types of meetings that required different types of technology based on what was happening in them. The industry has created a digital meeting experience. And really what we found is through our use, working in remotely for many years, we found, well, we don't necessarily feel great in it. It makes you self-conscious and whatnot in the background and the noise and what do I look like? And is my hair okay? Is my skin okay? People are sensitive to these things. So not only did Around intentionally introduce features like filters and face focusing to de-emphasize the human psychology of video conferencing, they also built their tool to address the fundamental shift in what a meeting can be. There's also the other element, which we realize that this in our own team is, is taking place. We don't necessarily meet to talk and distribute information. We actually are using Google Docs. We're using Figma. We're creating together, right? The nature of a meeting has changed to something that is it's no longer a meeting. It's really a collaborative session. Around was created to be an augmentation of the creative process, but they don't expect to replace the Zooms of the world. They want to be another tool to use depending on the type of meeting you're trying to have. The future of remote work is playful, and they're betting on that. Introducing play into a work environment doesn't make you less productive. It opens the space to be creative and it leads to better outputs. And that's what Around was built for. And so teams work this way nowadays. And so you realize that this whole video thing kind of gets in a way, right? Like I actually need my screen for working. We're in a multiplayer collaborative era. All the products and and business are headed that direction. It, it's all for optimized for the right journey we're creating together. And so you have to figure out how video actually works with that. And so our goal was to first and foremost, make it more playful, make it more fun, make it feel right so that people love to get on it and use it. And, and then that naturally makes space uh, for you to worry less about your presence You're still seeing people and and seeing their expressions and reactions, but you're less self-conscious and your entire screen is actually free for the actual work that you're trying to do. You started this before 2020 and now we're in 2021. There's just been 
an emergence of dozens or probably hundreds of remote collaboration software, some video, some not. How has that affected what you're trying to do in the market in terms of the messaging that you have, how you approach it? Has it changed anything that you're doing today externally as you go to market that you weren't doing two years ago? So I think it's a it's an evolution because we started in 2018 when this market was not hot at all. In fact, it seemed like, why should there be another audio video product? But then during the pandemic, when we first announced our product coming out of beta, everybody realized, okay, the market has just, I guess, exploded now. Every knowledge worker in the world needs like some sort of audio and video solution, right? What we found and also the market has realized there's no one generic solution that can really address all the use cases that have emerged in the world. In the old world, we would try to cram everything into a meeting experience, but we're like, wait, people are collaborating. Maybe this is not a 60-minute meeting. This is a 15-minute quick Google Doc collaboration. That's a whole different use case and paradigm. We're doing all-hands meetings. How should that look like? Do you have to look at 50 people? Is that energizing or is it actually draining? What should the old hands meeting experience really look like? Then what does a daily stand-up experience look like? All of these little nuances and these new use cases are not necessarily meetings. It's just modern ways of how teams come together, create, brainstorm, organize. People are realizing that in order to be productive in a remote setup, we really now need to think about a variety of use cases and the remote stack is much richer than just one meeting product. And and so you need a variety of tools. You're using asynchronous video like Loom. You're using Slack as a text communication. You're using Zoom for maybe interacting with vendors and externally. You're using Discord for team bonding activities. So people have come to realize, wow, we're using a rich set of tools for our company to be able to run and and operate and, and stay Focus, creative, energize. And around is, in addition to that, it's all about that new wave of collaboration and really makers and builders that adopt around, think of it as augmentation of their creative and collaborative process, not necessarily as a meeting. We don't necessarily have to compete. It's a nice addition because these needs have now evolved and people need a variety of tools. Do you foresee a case where someone has Zoom and around, or is your goal that you would replace the the Zoom use case over time? We're seeing both. Depends on your role. If you're in a management position, you're probably doing a lot of interviews too. Maybe you're hiring, you're interacting with third parties and and vendors. You're going to keep Zoom for that, but also internally you use around. And we're seeing that it complements each other and people are finding that both have space in, in their tool set. I'd love to shift to even talking a little bit more about the future of work. That was what the light bulb was for me when around was this feature called the Echo Terminator. And actually, I'm not going to steal your thunder, but I'll let you describe what the Echo Terminator is and how it ties to this hybrid sort of work. Uh, maybe it's best if I share this personal story. Like I've been experiencing that since probably like 2011, 2012. And we were a hybrid remote company at the time. And so we're coming to these conference rooms because it's a multi-party session and people bring their laptops because really they need their computer anyway. And then there we're like plugging in all these HDMI cores. There's a TV in the conference room. And then when we finally set it up and then there's these remote folks in a, in a different state or different country, and it's just all weird and awkward. People have faces blown up on a 70 inch TV 
and it doesn't provide an equal playing field for everybody. These remote people always feel like second-class citizens, really. And there's something about this psychology of this experience that is not right. And so we always thought, like, there must be a better way to do this. And so we started thinking, and I think it was great that we were problem insiders. We were experiencing the problem, but we were industry outsiders. And so existing expertise didn't constrain our thinking. And when we talked to some experts and reached out for advice, they would say, look, I know what you're after. You want to get rid of the TV and get rid of all this expensive hardware. You just want to use laptop, but it's not possible because the hardware is just like not ready for that. It's just not going to be possible. But we were passionate about resolving this for ourselves. And we wanted to really build around for ourselves. And so we pushed through and experimented and did a lot of R&D for about two years. And now we call this feature Echo Terminator. Typically, if you bring laptops to one space or portable devices and you try to have all these microphones on, it causes this echo feedback loop and all the squealing and you have to do the whole muting gymnastics. So we figured out an innovative audio synchronization solution where People just naturally bring their own devices. They, they bring laptops, they, they bring tablets. Everybody has their own and all cameras are enabled. All microphones are enabled. All speakers are enabled. It's perfectly synchronized. And the remote attendees as well are just using their own personal device, right? And so the user experience of this allows it to be equal because everybody's represented equally. Everybody has their own device. And that just makes the whole experience much more equal and more collaborative. Everybody's on their own device, their own keyboard. And, and so that's what we really wanted to solve. Remove all those frictions. I told you I was going to advertise endorses even harder. But when Echo Terminator happened, like the people standing around me, we were just like, oh my gosh, what is this wizardry? How is this happening? Now we can actually talking to our own computers and it just knows. That makes me really happy to hear that. It was a big challenge and we patented it. And I'm glad that people can now recognize how valuable that is. I'd love to hear, given your perspective in this realm, about the future of work as you see it, as a round season as you see it. If I really make a step back, startups 10, maybe 15 years ago, some of the more progressive ones started putting ping pong tables in, in, in the office. And then some would also set up a TV and a video game console. And first it was kind of like, you guys are crazy. Are you actually working here? Or what is this? You know, you're just wasting time at work. But we started seeing some elements of play and really not taking the work environment so seriously. And startups started recognizing that really playfulness and allowing for that more free-spirited environment actually increased productivity in many ways. And so you, you know, you're more relaxed, you're more energized, and you come with better ideas. But you see this theme that play is not a gimmick anymore. It's the spirit and the new DNA of collaboration. So I think the future of work, when we think about what work is, people want to come to work and have fun with it. And I think that's the future where we accept that we don't have to be clunky professionals. We can be humans at work too. And software and the user interfaces reflect that. And so I think legacy systems and Zooms of the world, and they will have their place and they're going to be important. But increasingly, what we're going to see is much more playfulness. And we're going to be humanizing software and, and our products in a workplace because that's just like what people will want to do. 
And if your workplace environment is not fun, and if it doesn't use products that come with that spirit, then why would I even come here? So I think that is the recipe for companies to stay relevant in the future. I think they will have to incorporate these themes and fundamentally even inside, they have to change their own culture. Because if you develop an extremely professional, rigid culture in your company, your culture is going to be reflected in the products that you're building. Our own culture and our team is that's what we realized. Look, we want to have fun building this and we want to have that energy come through in the product that we're building. The other thing is the obviously the hybrid remote. So everybody's now going to be partially at the office, sometimes at home, sometimes at the office. And so our product not only solves the fun aspect, but it actually brings that hardcore utility. It brings a technological solution to these hybrid remote use cases that when you need to connect, you don't ever have to think about how you're going to do it. You click, you get in a room, and it just magically works. So I think those two key pieces of in, in that future of work that we're seeing. Thanks for joining us. And if you haven't yet, be sure to join the Better Product Community. We've got all sorts of content and resources for you. And if you want more audio, don't forget The Business of Product is our latest show to join the Better Product Network. And you can find that and more at betterproduct.community.